Listen, lady, you're capable, smart, and driven. Then why do you feel so overwhelmed? Hi, I'm Ridhi Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, best-selling author, and former perfectionist. Okay, current, but working on it. I'm here to show rockstar professionals who are doing it all that you can have an amazing career, relationships, and life by taking control of your focus, habits, and goals. Join me for simple and motivating ways to squash overwhelm and reconnect with what matters most. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Abby, it makes me so happy to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. I can't wait. We were in a mastermind group together a few years ago, which is where we really got to know each other professionally and personally. Our kids are about the same age. I know your daughter's left for college. Mine is like on his way out, my son. Um, I got to see your business just blossom and grow. And I remember that you helped me get my content calendar together, which is what we're going to be talking about today. So I'm so excited that just, you know, we've come full circle, that we've stayed connected. And it just means so much to, to me to have you here. So thanks for sharing your wisdom with my people. Yes, of course. Okay, so you are master of all things content and messaging. And so I kind of wanted to just start with this first question because I think we started our businesses around the same time, like the 2008-ish, 2010-ish area at that time frame or so. Mm -hmm. And back in the day, and for a long time, even after that, entrepreneurs heard this a lot, or I always heard this. It was content is king. Content is king. Or now we can say in these days, content is queen. Um, (laughs) But now the business landscape has changed so dramatically since we've started over a decade ago. And I was wondering, do you still believe this is true? Like, is content still king and why or why not? Absolutely. And it's not the same as it was back in the day. So 10, 12, 14 years ago, it's, it's definitely not the same. Back in the day, it was... You could post something on your blog and it would get found. You could post something on social media and people would find you. It was a lot easier to grow a social media following, to grow an audience. Now, it's a lot more difficult to do that. Um, And at the same time, blogging and social media, while they're still useful, are not the only things that we quote-unquote should, and I'm air-quoting here. be doing. There's a lot of other things that um, are considered content that that we should be looking at in our business to help get found to help us get found and to help us um, attract the people who we want to attract. Yeah, because when we started it was blogging. I feel like mm-hmm. everyone just blogged. There really wasn't maybe there was something else. I don't know, but basically it was like blogging and how many times you should blog, be consistent on your blogging. And now like you mentioned, there's podcasts and there's Facebook. And there's TikTok and Instagram and YouTube, and it goes on and on and on. And then even within those, like there's so many options, like on Instagram, we could do reels or stories or posts, right? And mm-hmm. it can feel very overwhelming. In fact, as I'm as I'm just listing this, I'm like, wow, this is really overwhelming. Um, <laughs> and so I'm wondering, how do you keep the idea of creating content for your business with all these different options? How do you like stop that from feeling like a really stressful and dreaded task or just like another thing on your to-do list that you have to get done that's hanging over you. 
Yeah. Well, before I answer that question, I want to add to the list that you started of all of the places where you can publish content. So you mentioned podcasts. Yes, there's podcasts. You have a podcast. I have a podcast. But me being here on your podcast and you've been on my podcast, um, I don't know the release dates if they're going to overlap, but um, that is content. You know, me being here for your audience, that's content for my business as well. So I don't actually have to publish a podcast to put content out there. I can be a guest on other people's podcasts. I could also speak at a summit. That's content. Um, we also have things like, you know, the things that will attract people to us, like our opt-ins. Um, that's considered content. Um, you know, we can speak on stages. We can do so many different things that are that's considered content that we can use and reuse in our business over and over again. So you asked about like, how can we how can we create content without being so overwhelmed? So now maybe I've overwhelmed people a little bit more. Um, but what I recommend people do always is know where your audience is, know where they're showing up online and create content there. And don't necessarily worry about the other places where you can create content. So everyone, um, I believe that every business should have a pillar piece of content. So pillar content is the content that you own. It's the content that um, belongs to you and not to Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) So it is your podcast, your YouTube channel, or your blog. What kind of content does your audience like to consume? Do they like to listen to podcasts? Do they like to read blog posts? Do they like to watch YouTube videos? Where is your audience showing up? Create content there. I didn't had. So I used to blog all the time. I One year, I blogged three times a week for an entire year. That's incredible. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was psycho. Amazing. It was crazy. Um, and that was a lot. Um, I surveyed my audience in, I think it was February of 2019. I sent out a survey to my audience and uh, my audience said that they like to listen to podcasts. My audience is business owners who want to get more visibility online and they wanted to listen to podcasts. And I really did not intend to start a podcast, but I did start one in September of 2019. So I listened to my audience and... Um, pretty much have stopped blogging and just publishing the podcast on a regular basis. And my business has grown so much and I've gotten so much more feedback from the podcast than I ever did blogging because I listened to where my audience was showing up. So figure Wait, out... Can we pause there yeah, for yeah. a second? Because yeah. I was actually going to ask, I'm like, well, how do you know what your audience wants? Because often I feel like we are imparting what we really want, the the medium that we really enjoy. And we're like, oh, well, if I like this, then my audience must love this. You know, like maybe I love blogging. They must love to read. Um, But that answer their question that you just sent out a survey. Like it seems so obvious, but it's like, oh, duh, why don't we just actually ask them and see where (laughs) they want to, you know, what they want to hear or how they want you to show up. So in that survey, just getting really tactical here, what did you give them an option of blog, podcast, Instagram, or or did you just leave it open-ended? Like, where do you like to get your information? 
No, I gave them choices. So okay. I there's two questions that I always ask. One of them is, where are you following me online? Because I want to know. And I'll include only the places where I'm actually showing up online at the time. Um, and then the other question I always ask is, how do you like to... you know, What's your favorite way to consume content? Or when you want to learn about XYZ, whatever it is, you know, where do you like to look for that information? And I will list as many things as is available to publish content on at the time. So things like TikTok or Clubhouse or um, podcasts, YouTube, you know, Instagram stories, wherever, um, IGTV, I'll just list everything. And the reason I do that is not because I want to start getting active on Clubhouse because I honestly don't. Um, But if that's where all of my people are, if that's where the people are who I want to reach, then I should consider that. Just like I considered a podcast and ultimately ended up starting a podcast because, because of it. So I actually have a um, a challenge, a five day, a free five day challenge to help people figure out how to build out that survey because you do not want to survey your entire email list. You don't want to post the survey in a Facebook group. You want to be really st- strategic about who you're asking these questions to. They need to be your ideal audience members. They need to be the people who you think of when you are designing your offers, the people who you want to work with. Those are the people to survey. Um, so I actually walk you through how to do that. And um, people can go and grab that uh, five-day five free challenge. <laughs> um, if you go to the contentexperiment.com slash productivity, you can get access to the challenge and um, and take it just on your own time. It's evergreen, so you can access it at any time. I love that. And I'm going to do it <laughs> because I was okay. thinking this. I was <laughs> asking that question thinking, yeah, are you giving them options? What are you doing? Because you're right. In a way, you're like, oh, I don't want to put an option down here that I don't really want to do. I don't want to put Clubhouse. But of course, you've got to put it because if that's where they are, that's where you need to be. Yeah. So I'm wondering for you, was it like a pretty overwhelming amount of people were like podcasts or was it just maybe 55% was podcasts or was it? So you know? I surveyed 20 or 24 people um, in that round and every single one of them put podcasts. Wow. 100%. Wow. So, so it was pretty overwhelming and and I still resisted it. I, I yep. still I had clients who had podcasts and um I was like, well, I'm gonna take a podcast course just to, you know, find out more information about it so I can, you know, be a better resource for my clients. And literally the very first call that we had, it was like, Yeah, I'm starting a podcast. <laughs> That's great. So yeah, yeah. Well, kudos to you for listening to your audience. Yes, yes. Thanks. All right. So let's say you get it. We're at the point we get it nailed down to one or two of those mediums. Now, how do you actually go around about creating this content and mm-hmm. staying consistent? Um, and just, just feels so heavy sometimes. Yes. How do we alleviate that? Yes. So yeah, once you decide on what your pillar platform is going to be, so again, that's your blog, your podcast, or your YouTube channel. Once you decide what that's going to be, you also want to look at where are where is your audience showing up on social media? Um, what what are their favorite social media platforms? And choose one or two of those. So you mentioned um, Instagram, and we've got Stories, HGTV, TikTok. People are creating reels and posting those on Instagram, you don't need to do all of that. 
figure out what, you know, one or two platforms and one or two ways to show up on those platforms and just do that. Um, and the reason why is, yes, you might have some people showing up in other areas too, in other places, but you're going to spread yourself so thin trying to be present. It's not, social media is about being social. It's not about just posting and pushing stuff out all the time, which admittedly, I totally do. I I absolutely push content out. I mean, you know, that's part of marketing your business is is kind of pushing stuff out, but it's also about engaging with people and being a little more social. So know where your people are showing up online, uh, where they're consuming their content, and then where are they showing up on social media, and then build a strategy around that. So part of the Ask Your Audience Challenge and and talking to your audience, which by the way, I highly recommend the book, um, They Ask, You Answer by Marcus Sheridan. So my challenge is actually kind of built around that idea, which is basically your, your audience is asking you questions that they need, whatever your expertise happens to be, marketing, um, social media management, um, organization, productivity, whatever, your audience is asking you questions all the time. You need to pay attention and figure out what those questions are and then create content around that. So um, a client actually told me that uh, just recently that um, someone recommended to her all of the questions that that podcast hosts ask her when she's a guest on their podcast that she should write those down and use those as pieces of content, blog posts or videos or her own solo podcasts that she creates down the road. Um, because obviously people have questions about what you do and how you do it. Um, in your survey, you can ask questions. What is your biggest challenge around, and for you, Murthu, it would be productivity. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your biggest challenge about around productivity? What's your biggest challenge around growing your business? What's your business biggest challenge around, um, you know, like being more healthy or, or whatever your business happens to, whatever issue or challenge your business happens to address? Ask your people what is their biggest challenge. And I promise you, you will get so many content ideas from that because we're so cl- we're so close to our own business and we're so involved in um in our own expertise that sometimes we forget what other people don't know um and there's nothing wrong with them not knowing it we're the experts right we need to share that information with them that's what you're going to create content around so i feel like i like went i didn't fully answer your question <laughs> like I went off on a tangent there for you. No, the tangents are great because that's where we get the best <laughs> learning and they're so yes. tactical. So I really like it because it's really a step-by-step. You know, this is a really easy way, everyone listening, of how to get those ideas because sometimes yeah. we're stuck. Sometimes we have too many ideas and that can feel overwhelming. And sometimes we're like, I'm a blank slate. I can't think of anything to write about. Yeah. And that's a great way to get that is just go back uh, see those questions. I love that. What people are asking you on the podcast is what everybody wants to know. So that's right. a great idea. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So figure out, yeah. So where are your people showing up? Where are they consuming content? Where what social media platforms? And then knowing exactly what they need to know. And then I teach something called um zones of genius. And it's basically you figure out, and I actually think that you and I did this together years ago. Um I have, maybe. I have. Yeah. Basically, you figure out what are your what are the big things that you want to focus on in your business what are the solutions that you want to create 
for your audience members. So for someone like a business coach, it might be something around mindset. Like you're an expert in mindset. You're an expert in business growth. You're an expert in pricing for a business. And so those are your zones of genius. Those are the areas where you can create content for an audience or or you can talk about those topics over and over and over again forever without ever, you know, getting sick of hearing yourself talk, although, or maybe you will, but uh, maybe (laughs) you can talk about them forever without running out of something to say. How about Mm -hmm. that? So you can talk about them forever. And so those are your zones of genius. And then you take your, the responses from your audience members when you survey them and your own ideas. And you, you literally build out, like you can build out a never ending list of content ideas. So just brainstorm. What are all the things that you can talk about under, um, uh, mindset? What are all the things you can talk about under pricing? Um, and, and then you just build out this list of ideas because, you know, there's nothing worse than sitting down in front of a computer and having to, like, oh my God, I have a podcast episode that I need to have out tomorrow. What am I going to talk about? Um, you already have that information planned out because you've got your zones of genius. You know exactly what you need to put out there. You know, I did this similar exercise when I was starting my podcast, like you, I was just not on my radar for a bit. I was kind of freaked out about it. I was so worried I wouldn't have enough to say. That was always my worry. And so I did this. I did 50. I remember I had 50. I must have taken probably five different buckets. I did 10 episodes under each one. And it just made me feel so much better to have the 50 ideas before I got started. Mm -hmm. I think I did the first six. And then after that, it's been more just what I'm hearing from my clients and what I'm hearing my membership group and things like that. But it felt so good. Like I think it just makes you feel so secure and to have such peace of mind when you have that plan in place. It doesn't have to be 50. You could have five. Just have five to start with so that you feel like I have something to fall back on. Like Wouldn't you say it just makes you feel so secure? Yeah, absolutely. And you can also take that one idea um, and twist it in different ways and talk about it in different ways. So if you're talking about, um, you know, teaching your how to how to get your kids on board with you know a productivity hack that you're using in your house. So you could ask yourself questions, ask questions about it. So why do I need to get my kids on board or my family on board? How do I do it? Um, when or at what age is you know is a specific productivity hack appropriate for my child? Um, you know where am I going to track this productivity hack or whatever? So you could have I mean that's what was that four or five different questions? You can take one idea about productivity hacks and talk about it in so many different ways just by asking yourself questions and using you know who, what, when, where, why, how um, kind of questions. And then similarly, do you take that, let's say it's the one post and we'll just stick with podcasts since we were talking about that. So you do the podcast or even the blog post. Now, do you take that and put it, like, are you just promoting that on Instagram or Facebook or are you taking a piece of it and sort of leveraging it? And so you can use that over and over or like, what are you doing with the piece of content that you create? 
So if you are the podcast host, you can create, well, you don't necessarily have to be the podcast host to do this, but you can create an audiogram with the with a piece of the audio. You can take a quote um, that was in the podcast as something that you said or something that your um, guest said and pull that out and use that. Um, and then I always recommend too, like telling a story around it. So if it's one of your quotes, tell a story around that. So use that story as a caption for social media. Um, and, and you can promote the episode or you cannot promote the episode. You can just use that content. Um, other things that you could do with it would be, I mean, obviously you want to reshare your content. So if you're talking about productivity hacks on your podcast um, today, and maybe six weeks from now, you're talking about it in a different way. You can reshare your podcast episode um, because it's complementary. It kind of they kind of tie together. You can also, um, if you have been on somebody else's podcast, podcast hosts love it when our guests share the episode and reshare the episode. So if you've been on somebody else's podcast where you've talked about uh, productivity hacks, grab that episode and reshare that as well. Um, Just find different ways to reuse the same content. And then something else I like to do too, um, as I'm building out a, a strategy, a content strategy is taking the idea of what you talked about. So in this example, it would be productivity hacks and finding other people's content um, and sharing that. So where has somebody else talked about productivity hacks? Um, I don't really believe in like, quote unquote, competition because we all do things differently. We all have different offers. We all have different personalities. We're all trying to attract different people. So find somebody else who talked about productivity hacks and and share that content and then make sure you tag that person too. Because again, like we all love to see our own content be reshared. And that's a great way for you to build a connection with someone in a complimentary business, which could in turn turn into you being a guest on somebody else's podcast, you participating in somebody else's summit, doing a joint venture, you know, things like that. Definitely. Sharing the wealth has a lot of benefits for sure. When you are creating your own content calendar or your guess your content schedule or content calendar, do you do a whole year's worth? Do you do it by quarter, by month? How far out are you going? Great question. So I recommend planning no more than 90 days in advance. Um, yes, it's very helpful to have a kind of a runway, a, like a look at the year ahead. But, um, and so like in the fall, I will always sit down and I'll plan out next year, but I'm only planning out like the big things like, okay, I, I think I want to launch this, this program or whatever around September, or I want to, you know, um, I want to try to get on more podcasts and I want to start doing that around March, but I won't plan out the entire year, uh, because, (laughs) Uh, you don't know what's going to happen, and I think we we have all figured that out by now. We don't know what's going to happen a year from now. We don't want to. We don't know what's going to happen six months from now, whether in you know the world at large or in our own personal lives. As small businesses, every single thing that happens in our personal lives uh, impacts our business um, in a big way, in a small way. It doesn't matter. But um, and. We change our minds. So, I mean, I've had some changes in my own business in the last 12 months. And 
um, and, and have kind of shifted things a little bit. And I'm allowed to do that. And I love being able to do that because, you know, I'm the boss, I'm the CEO of my own business. If I had mapped out in detail an entire year, I probably would be less likely to make the shifts that I want to make. And I feel like I'm limiting myself. So plan out 90 days in advance. And you, when you do that, you can be really specific about your plans. You can be really detailed um, as you're planning that out. And then kind of, you know, like know what might be coming down the road, but also give yourself the flexibility to be able to make changes. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the 90-day goals as well for all the reasons you listed. Yeah. As I mentioned, I did those 50 episodes for the year. I only used the first five or six. And then, yeah, things changed and life, oh gosh, you know, 2020 completely changed and everything changed. So mm-hmm. um, I completely agree with that. Yeah. And we learn, so I think we learn so much as we go too. So yeah. it's nice to be able to take what we've learned and what we know and new knowledge and what's different in the marketplace and be able to use that in our content also. And I find I'm refining my message, my messaging all the time. That's uh-huh. always evolving and getting more accurate or changing or evolving. And so even that will will impact what you're talking about or how you're talking or who you're talking to. So Absolutely. I, yeah, definitely. So I think that this is one of the most important priorities in your business in terms of getting your messaging out. There's a saying, you know, nobody knows about a secret. Okay. So if you don't spend your time on this, it's like, what's the point of all the other work you're doing to build your business? We're all wearing like 10, 20 hats. I get it. But this feels so important because we've got to get the visibility out there. How do you have any tips? You've been doing this for so long and you're so great at what you do. Do you have tips or hacks on how to really make this a priority amongst all the million other things that you're doing? How to get on a a schedule or consistent or stay inspired? I don't know, just something that's a few things or anything that's really work for you? Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's really important to recognize, again, that there's two different buckets when we when we talk about uh, content. There's your content that you own, that you are putting out there to the world. And then there's also the other content. Like, like right now, as we record this, this is your podcast. This is your content that you're putting out there. But it's also content for me. And it's in the other bucket for me because it's me getting in front of other people's audiences. And that honestly is where the gold is, is getting in front of other people's audiences. Because have you have people who listen to your podcast who have no idea who I am. They I'm brand new to them, which is fantastic for me, right? Like I'm getting in front of new people. Um, so you want to you want to be able to uh, plan for both types of content. So once you get other get in front of other people's audiences and they get to know you, then they're going to come over and they're going to check out your own content that you own. Um, and you know, quote unquote own. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of air quotes here that nobody can see. But again, your blog, your podcast, your YouTube channel, and even like your your Facebook um, and Instagram feeds. So I recommend... first of all, doing what works for you. So you're going to have to play around with it, figure out what is, um, 
what schedule is best for you. How do you work best? What time of day, what time of month, what time of week, all of that, figure out like what will work for you and then figure out and then batch your content. So I have a, um, a guide on the kind of step-by-step on how to batch. So the first thing you want to do after you've asked your audience and you've figured out what your zones of genius are and you have your list of ideas, then figure out what's What's coming up in my business like 90 days from now? What can I, uh, what should I create content around to raise awareness of whatever that thing is, whether it's a launch or just an area of your business where you want to um, kind of build more interest around and more noise around? And then start, you know, map out what that might look like. Um, Figure out what are the topics you want to talk about on your podcast or blog or wherever, how are you going to promote that on social media? Um, what does your, what's your email going to look like? Like, um, so if you're, if you're creating uh, pillar content, you should have an email list. Um, and that is probably the one thing that, I mean, I will say that every business needs to have, I don't care who you're servicing, who you're working with. Every business should have an email list. Um, and then kind of, you know, and then, and then sit down and batch it. So, um, map out your next three or four podcast episodes, figure out what's the topic going to be outline them. Um, and then maybe find a quiet afternoon when the kids are at school or, you know, they're napping and you can sit down and you can just record all of those episodes at once. Or if you're blogging, sit down and write all of the content at once without worrying about if it's perfect, especially when it comes to the blog. Like, doesn't matter if it's perfect, you can go back and change it later. So write them all, you know, write all the content, create it, but find ways to take um, each step of the process and batch it so that you're doing multiple pieces at once. And then, um, and then you can schedule everything at once too. So you can schedule your next two or three pieces of content at once. One of the things that I do um, that I feel like saves a lot of time is when I create my podcast, I have a template. And so on the template, I have the, um, I, I script my per- my solo episodes because I'm a perfectionist like that. <laughs> but so I have my script and then I have my, the social media captions underneath that. And then underneath that, I will have the, um, I'm sorry, I have my script and and the show notes and then the social media captions and then the email. And it's all on one uh, Google Doc. And I do this for clients too. So an entire week's worth of content or two weeks worth of content, depending on how often we publish, it's all in one Google Doc. So you only have to review one and then the person who is loading it. So I have someone on my team who then takes it and loads everything. She only has to open up one document and it's all right there. And it saves so much time. Um, you know, we're not nobody's hunting around for anything. It's all right in one place. So I recommend doing doing that as well. That is brilliant. I have done that with my guest podcast, like you're a guest right now. And actually, this is where I really batching comes into play for me is I typically will interview two or three guests in one day. Um, and that is just fabulous because when I'm looking at my calendar. I have you know different people on different dates. It's so great. And I've been doing that similar kind of thing is here's the summary and here are my key points. And I send it to my assistant. She has everything, but I haven't been doing it for my solo one. So that's something I need to definitely add into my own personal process. So thank you for that. And it's a really good reminder. And I don't know why. I just didn't think of doing it for that one too. So that was great. <laughs> yes. Thank you. 
Um, I'm so glad that we we chatted. This is amazing. There's like tons and tons and tons of great ideas, like really actionable takeaways that everyone's gotten. And I guarantee a lot of listeners are going to want to connect with you. So I know you have an awesome gift. I'd love to hear where we can find it, where we can find out about you, your work, your resources, and also mention again, the survey one, if that's it's, a, it's in addition to anything else, because I want to make sure we get our hands on that. Yeah. So to access the survey, it's the contentexperiment.com slash productivity. And yeah, so if you want to grab the batching guide, so it's, um, I don't remember how many pages it is, but I'll walk you through step-by-step how to kind of set yourself up to batch. And again, and I mentioned this in the guide too, you have to do what works for you. So I'm giving you my process and how I do it. Um, Take what works for you and leave the rest or tweak things to make it work for you because everybody's brain, everybody's schedule works differently. But you can go to thecontentexperiment.com slash batch, B-A-T-C-H, for that. And um, yeah, everyone can find me over at the Content Experiment Podcast. Um, I'm on Instagram at the Content Experiment. And I'm on Facebook as Abby M. Herman, the Content Experiment. All right, my friend, definitely get her resources. They sound fabulous. You are awesome, Abby. Your podcast is awesome. I can't wait for everyone to connect with you. And thank you so much for your time, my friend. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. All right, sweet friends. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and found a lot of value from it. Also, if you like what you're hearing, you're seriously going to love my emails. If you're not on my list yet, be sure to sign up at lifeisorganized.com forward slash hacks. When you go and sign up, you'll quickly see why so many amazing women who are juggling it all are showing up week after week for valuable tips about getting control of their time, day, energy, and thoughts. You'll be entertained and you'll also get personal behind the scenes look into my world that I do not share anywhere else. Again, come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash hacks and also get your free resource there, 21 Killer Ways to Stop Feeling Overwhelmed. Thanks for showing up today and I will catch you next time. Bye-bye. 